0: Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water soft drink snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six Great Flavors of Slushies, Pickle Bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury, the Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online, sunburymotors.com. One of the top transfers in college basketball's Caleb Love from North Carolina. He announced today he's going to commit to Michigan. And Penn State has some movement on its staff. J.D. Byers, his wife's the volleyball coach of Virginia Tech. And Mike Young had an opening on his staff. So J.D.'s going to go there. And Jimmy Amartelli is going to move up and uh, he will be the assistant coach here at Penn State. So there you go. And now it's time to turn the tone of the show to the expert of vitriol.
1: (laughs) You know, once again, with this Masters tournament, there's been a lot of good things happening, and we'll certainly get into that, but there's some stupid brewing. I can tell you that right now. First thing is this has nothing to do with the players themselves, but the media covering it. And I'm not quite sure who had this headline. I wouldn't be shocked if it was ESPN. But I, I just saw it pop up on social media today. The headline was quote, live mixed day in round one. Oh my almighty! Really? I think the PGA had a mixed day too. Cause it's the Masters. Everybody's going to have a mixed day. Who cares? That's just like trying to throw in a narrative for no reason at all, just because it's Liv versus PGA. We're going to hear about it all weekend, as we should. I get it, it's a top story of this whole thing. But don't just Mm. shove it in my face with something as dumb of a headline as that. Don't insult my intelligence, don't insult Mm. readers' intelligence. Come on yeah, now. I, we can do better I, than that. What are we doing here?
0: I saw the same headline and it's what half the headlines that they have on there are as you know I'm I'm always like, Who cares? Right, what was it the LSU basketball player like might not go to White House I'm I'm like I don't care <laughs> what the hell I care I'm gonna read that story
1: well well uh, that's getting that's even getting beyond stupid to the fact that it's not even worthy of me ranting about it it anymore
0: just, <laughs> it does it doesn't even like it's it's so irrelevant I don't care if you go away it's up to you I could care less if you go uh you know your 15 minutes are starting to fade here so enjoy it <laughs> okay because <laughs> that, that we are talking about 15 minutes all right and then it's just gonna be time to fade and go. Um, the live story. I think Sergio Garcia said, "What's wrong with you guys?" He did. Yes, he, said, he What's did. Wrong? He said, "What's wrong with you guys?" He, said, he says, "I don't understand why I keep getting asked about this." All right, it's come on. He said it's not going to. It's it's getting ridiculous. And the odd part is, is who's leading it
1: right now. It's Brooks Koepka because he's had a heck of a day.
0: Right. I mean, he's 12 under par, uh, and he's one of the live players. And what's interesting is a lot of players will come in, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ahead of time, play a little round here, a little round there, before they get to the actual practice rounds the week of. He he didn't do it. You know why? So The reason he did not come in and do any of that. So the first time he really came in and saw the property was during a practice round this week. The reason he did not come in and do any pre-prep at the Masters, he says, I did not want to offend anybody. Yeah, I mean, mean, that's the reason he didn't. He said, I just didn't want to offend anybody. And he goes out there and he shoots uh, 65-67. Now, he's had the best of the draw. The weather has been was phenomenal yesterday much better for scoring the weather today on the first half of the day very little wind, benign conditions and he's taken advantage of it he's played great the weather's going to turn as the afternoon goes Rory McElroy is not going to make the cut he shot a 40 on the front nine he ended up at 4 over for the tournament he's not going to make it Tiger Woods is going to struggle to make the cut um, the amateur Sam Bennett out of Texas A&M, the U.S. Amateur champion, he's at eight under par. He's in second place. He's been playing great. And then there's then there's this little side story going on that a lot of people aren't talking about. And I am not. I mean, he could go out and shoot eighty tomorrow. But did you see he was in eleventh place at four under par?
1: Yeah, that would be one. Phil Mickelson shot sixty nine today. Yeah.
0: Right. Again, fortunate with the draw because the draw. Again, the benign conditions, but um, and and same thing with uh, Justin Rose; he's at foreigner as well. So there's a lot of big names they are concentrating on. Meanwhile, Phil's over there just kind of you know going about his business, and he's played well. But you know the live thing means nothing. It's now who's in the field. After that, does it really matter what tour you're playing on? No, I mean, are does is anybody sitting there looking at the? Oh my goodness! It's the Asian amateur champion, and Augusta National sponsors the tournament, so Augusta sponsors the tournament, and he and he's gone out and he's played decently so far. Does anybody care what tour he's on? No, nobody cares what tour he's on. Everybody just wants to see the best out there. Kepka's won four majors in his career, two U.S. Opens, two PGAs. He's got the kind of game that you know can win a Masters, and he's off to a great start. Um, And that's – it doesn't matter what tour you're on. It does not matter. Did it matter when, when the Jets beat the Colts? Yeah, it mattered because it, it let everybody know that the upstart league could go head-to-head with the NFL and win, and then the Chiefs reaffirmed it the next year. Well, that was important with the merger coming forward in 1970 about the competitive balance of the league. But these are established players on one side versus established players on the other side. And you go from there. It doesn't matter So, that can't be the only thing you're angry about. Oh,
1: no. I. I... Oh, geez. I
0: feel like <laughs> I've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> Hello, Pandora. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, speaking of Mr. Roy McElroy, who is totally just taking a dump today in the, on, on the master side said,
0: of things. Come on. Come on. When you stop with that, okay? Sport is hard, okay? You and I would be shooting triple figures on this course. Right? I'd probably go in quadruple. Okay. I mean, come on. But nonetheless, he's won, he's won four majors in his career. He is a he is an absolutely great player who did
1: not play well two days in a row. Okay. But nonetheless, this is to me one of the biggest choke jobs in recent memory oh, in golf. F- Come on. And secondly, he has lost the privilege of talking when it comes to this PGA Live issue. No, he hasn't. You, you But I I'm saying is come on, come you eventually on. have he, to walk the walk. He's not he's, walking the walk.
0: He has been playing well for the last couple of years. He just had, you know. I know he hasn't won a major in a while, but it's not like he's been playing lousy golf. He's been playing well. That's why he's at the press conferences. He keeps finishing in the top ten. I mean, that, that That's not fair. I mean, I, I don't think that's fair. And, and to me, that's Jay Monahan's fault, the head of the PGA. He keeps putting his players on the spot where they've got to defend all this. And it's like anybody ought to be sitting there every every time they have a press conference. He's got to be the first one leading it off. You know, you just can't sit there and hide in the office. You can't do it. I mean, that's just my opinion. You cannot hide in the office. I mean, you can't. You can't keep. This is what I talk about all the time when it comes to when there's an issue with another player. All right, so let's take uh, the Ravens for example. Okay. Why do the Ravens have to answer all the questions about Lamar Jackson? Because Lamar Jackson isn't answering them, and the management isn't either. But the players are the ones available, so they have to like, what, what are you supposed to say? You're supposed to look around and go, I don't know. What the heck am I doing? Right? That happens all the time in every sport. The people that end up doing the talking are the ones that really don't have a lot to do with it. I just think I think you're being really unfair to the guy. I mean, and as somebody and McElroy's been on this show, you know, and McElroy could not have been any nicer or more gracious when we had him on the show.
1: Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I, I do. I I do like him. I just don't. I I, I don't know. I just he
0: look. He has played. Let me, let me call him up here. I'm not even gonna. What he's done in tournaments, all right? Because he's played well. This is not. We're not talking about somebody who's. Okay. Didn't he win the Canadian
1: Open? He did last year, I believe. Yeah. Well,
0: well, this is this is why he came in with everybody thinking he had a shot to do well here. Uh stats bio whatever, okay. Player stats. Yeah, we know he's not playing well this week. Um player's championship he did not play well. He missed the cut. But then the Arnold Palmer Invitational, he finished second. The Genesis, he finished 29th. Phoenix Open, he finished 32nd. Let's see. Um, The CPJ Cup in South Carolina, he won it. The Dubai Desert Classic, at the end of January, he won that. I mean... So he's had a one, a one, a tie for two, a twenty-nine, a thirty-two, and and now it's going to be two missed cuts. Hey, I mean, just in golf earnings, he's earned four million dollars already this year in four months. I mean, for the suit, that's a good sales month, I know, but still. The F-O-U-L-E-D, that spell's foul. Da- I, mean, do you, I mean, do you think there's anybody on the planet more disappointed than him?
1: He should be, probably, and you're absolutely right. I'm sure I he mean, is. I mean,
0: there's nobody that's more disappointed than he is. All right. He doesn't need piling on from us. And as a spokesperson, because he's always up on the leaderboard, and he's always a person that is always, he is always willing to talk to the media. He is not somebody that blows the media off. Okay, it's my turn to go in there. Okay, I'll go in there. He does it. And he answers all the questions. I, and, and, um, hard for me to be difficult, to be critical of somebody like that. Did he play well? No. Okay, how much more analysis do you want? (laughs) He didn't play well. (laughs) Right? In a tournament that means a lot to him. He's had a chance to win before and hasn't. So, I mean, I wouldn't get, like, too overboard about his ability to speak to groups. That he's lost his right to do it. It's like, you know... I mean, Phil hasn't played well since he went over to Live. Has he lost his right to speak for the Live tour?
1: I I think he's taking the right approach and staying silent.
0: Yeah, no, no, he's no, he is he he has not done it. He has not been doing media, you know. And I think he was trying to do the same thing Berks Kepka did. I don't want to rock the boat. Okay, I got it. But and, but again. You do have people that are that cover these things. For the most part, you know, for every Jerry Dulac, there are three people that shouldn't be there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. How about that? Um, for every three, for every Jerry Dulac, there are three that shouldn't be there. It's probably the ones that are asking the questions. If I were to guess, and I've been in these situations before where I hear questions asked, I'm not going, "Yep." I could have guessed that person would have asked it.
1: Is there something else you don't want? Like? <laughs> well there's this other thing that came up with Brooks Kepka. so but because of what you told what you told me about him earlier that he didn't do any practice rounds because he didn't want to offend anybody, I applaud him for that. so I'll call him a little bit of slack and really just make this a question more than a criticism is I guess he, he must have talked to the media after his round today. And yes. he was asked yep. about him making his decision to live. And he said, if I were, if I were, hel- if I were more healthy and uh, my game was as good as I, it was now, it would have been a tougher decision for me to leave or live than to stay on the PGA. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get that thought process.
0: Oh, I do. I totally get it. That <laughs> makes complete sense to me. They've offered him a bucket of money. And A, that's hard to turn down. And B, if you're not sure about your health, your physical status, or whatever, and you can you have a guarantee of that money. Yeah, you I can see why he leaned in that direction. I and I always love the the uh, the idealistic Hey, yeah, he just did it, he just took the money. Excuse me, over here in the back, um, Captain Morality, let me ask you something over here. Uh, like, if you were offered that kind of money, no, oh, no, won't do it. <laughs> I always love these people. Like, I don't care what they're making. Let's pick a number. Say somebody's making $200,000. You get offered a chance to get a guaranteed 5000000 million. You're like, nope, not me. <laughs> sure, Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad your compass is doing really well. <laughs> you would have thought about it. Admit it. You would have thought about it. Be honest. Don't lie. You would have thought about it. <laughs> so I was crack up on, like, nope, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, you would have thought about it, God,
1: Please. <laughs> All right, well, I'll cut on some slack because that makes sense.
0: I mean, because, you know, you're hurt. You don't know now we're going to play. You know, are you going to keep grinding it out? And the, the paydays are good in the, on the PGA Tour. I mean, but this was guaranteed money. And he probably looked at it and go, you know what? Man, I've had a lot of injuries. I don't know. You know, maybe I'll just take the guaranteed money and move on. Now it turns out he feels great. Maybe he feels great because he's been playing 54 holes and not playing 72. I don't know. Uh, but... Um, but that's why I always love the the morality police. No, it just took the I uh, just slow down, okay? <laughs> when you were offered that kind of money in your life, you turned it down, right? Oh, you weren't offered that kind of money in life. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize you passed the test. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Uh, you know, And look, if I had a chance to take out, would I do it? No, only because I love the job I have. I'm really happy with my job. You know, I always wanted to be the play by play voice of Penn State football, basketball. So if I was offered other jobs, and to be honest with you, I mean, I I was speaking to the tailback club, and it came up for some reason. I said, "Yeah." I said, "Anytime I've had opportunities, I mean, it's always easy." I just kind of like said thanks and moved on. They all laughed, and I said, "What are you laughing about?" I said, "You guys don't think I've ever been offered other jobs?" And I looked back, and I I didn't tell them which ones. I said, "I said, but I said over the years there've been like four or five different times." They went, "Oh," like no offense, <laughs> they they were kind of like I was. I like, I was surprised. They were surprised. Like okay, I guess they don't think I'm that good. <laughs> okay, we'll come back more in a moment. Great to have you with us today, here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. Hmm.
2: When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good.
0: Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Tigers hovering around the cut line, and Matt is on pins and needles.
1: <laughs> you know what? I-, I thought to myself coming into today's show, today is Good Friday, so I am going to try to refrain from from any tiger hate today. And if he makes the cut, good for him.
0: Well, we don't have a show tomorrow, so there'll be no need for you to come out and rail about it. All right, so <laughs> today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports domestics, microbrews the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. Stock up now at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And uh, we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. Online, sunburymotors.com. Uh, somebody that's hovering near the cut line right now is, uh, S- Scott Stallings. And Stallings was obviously all of them hoping to get an invitation to the Masters. And as time was going, uh, he uh, didn't get it. He didn't get he didn't get the invite. Like, ooh. Really? And The letter was sent to a 60-year-old realtor from Atlanta named Scott Stallings, who, by the way, carries a handicap of around 27. The invitation inadvertently sent to the wrong address and to the wrong Scott Stallings. Stallings had earned his way into the Masters field because he finished runner-up in last season's BMW Championship. That landed him a spot in the Tour Championship for the first time in his career, and that got him into the Masters. Well, Jenny Stallings, the wife of the 60-year-old Scott Stallings, saw the letter on Augusta National Letterhead, and she went, this is unbelievable. She, I mean, They thought they got tickets <laughs> through the lottery system. This is the greatest thing going. The problem is when they talk to each other, they realized that they had not entered the lottery. <laughs> and they're like, oh no. He says, they're like, what are we getting this from the Masters? We thought it was tickets. We had not applied for tickets, but I thought maybe one of our clients had sent them. Then they said, wait a minute. Uh, this is an invitation to play. <laughs> it was like, what? It's an invitation to play? Well, Jenny and Scott Stallings then decided to go on Instagram to find the address of the golfer, Scott Stallings. And they sent him a message that said, hey, I received a FedEx today from the Masters, inviting me to play in the Masters tournament. I'm 100% sure it's not for me. Nowhere near your level. So... The Instagram message, by the way, they think has had somewhere like 30 million views. And Stallings, the golfer, thought it was a prank. So he sent another message. And so the 60-year-old Scott Stallings says, look, I'm not kidding. I promise. It was a company with a photo of the invitation and the telephone number. So Stallings, the golfer, we kind of been wondering where it actually was this entire time, and he said, you know what? He said it got sent to him, and what Stallings, the golfer, did was he got Scott and Jenny free passes to the first two practice rounds as his guest. So they were there Monday and Tuesday. After all the years of trying to get in the lottery and so forth, uh, they got in because Scott Stallings, the golfer, uh, got them in. And uh, they were guests of Stallings at the dinner on Monday night. At a dinner on Monday night. And they gave him a a gift wrap. And it said that um, it had the Masters logo in the middle with the invitation from Fred Ridley. And thank you from one Scott Stallings to the next, and he signed it.
1: That's a great story. I mean, the golfer is the one that gave him the gift. Right. He gave the realtor the gift. That's awesome.
0: And the realtor said, Look, he says, it's a chain of events you can't make up. Now, Scott did, I mean, he double bogeyed 15, so he must have put the ball in the water. So right now he's at two over. He he would make the cut, but he's got to par out to make the cut, which I hope he does. But it's a great story as to how it happened. It's great that he got the two of them in for practice rounds. He took them out to dinner. And it's just one of those nice little side stories about a guy that's not going to win the tournament, but Scott Stallings is another one of those guys. They call him a journeyman golfer. Well, guess what the journeyman golfer is? The journeyman golfer is the guy that plays in tournaments every single week and is on the tour. (laughs) There are 8 billion people in the world. 160 have their tour card. You must be good. <laughs> okay. Oh my almighty. I always love that. He stinks. No, 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 no. Eight billion people in the world. 160 have their tour card. He may not be as good as Tiger Woods in his prime, but he's way better than you. <laughs>
1: that is a little Uh, embarrassing on on the masters part for having that bad of an error
0: well you know
1: look that person's got some explaining to do
0: it's a clerical error you know you you sit there like okay we'll make sure we get it right next time you don't sit there and start I always love like oh they had to roll heads over that oh for goodness sakes what none of you have ever made a mistake (laughs) (laughs) I mean, none of you have ever made a mistake? <laughs> really? Now you keep making repeated mistakes, then your job should be on the line. But you make a mistake? Come on. It's, it's fine. Because it, Stallings had only played in the tournament one time, and it was years ago. So it's not like he's like, how deep in the file card is he? It should roll, yeah, yeah, okay, great, fabulous. You're the same one that said, I'd never take the live money. Well, how about if you get offered it first? <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see what you decide, <laughs> then we'll see how you grapple over it. And you may come to the same conclusion I can't do this, perfectly acceptable, <laughs> but you'd think about it. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Well, I think that's, a, that's to me, that's, that is a great story. And the fact that, hey, look, he got him in for the practice rounds. He took him out to dinner. It's like, hey, you know what? That's class. And I hope, you know, I hope he makes the cut. But it's, it's wonderful that it worked out that way. Now, the Masters, of course, has one-year TV contracts with CBS. These are not multi-year deals. It's one of the, re- the Masters has that kind of power. By doing one-year deals, they really control how the tournament is televised. And CBS says yes to it, and you don't blame them. I, I think they're, they have to show in an hour. I believe it's like 56 minutes of golf in an hour. As part of, and there's also some restrictions on who the sponsors have to be and so forth. I mean, they've got all that. But they have one-year deals on this. And CBS has re-upped on one-year deals every year since, I don't know, I want to say the early 60s. Which now brings us to the other big TV story, and that is the story of the Pac-12. The Pac-12, notice the transition.
1: Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I saw this. This is this is as bad as it gets.
0: <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's bad, but it's bad to a point. Remember, it's a different scenario. Remember, everybody's bidding for the Big Ten, and it looked like they're going to get wrapped up last year by Memorial Day, which is would have been, eh, what, 13 months before the contract was going to run out and then unbeknownst to a lot of people including somebody at the top uh, that uh, USC and UCLA wanted in that's what changed the dynamics of the contract negotiations why they didn't get it done until August so they finally got it done 10 and a half months before it's a little different scenario but the bottom line is they're not getting what they want out of this I mean, and and So let's start with this. Why do you think certain teams, let's take Oregon and Washington, why do you think they're hanging in the Pac-12 waiting for a contract? And I think there's actually a relatively easy answer to this. Because right now, based on how everything is played out the Pac-12 has a seat at the table with an automatic bid to the college football playoff and I think Oregon and Washington don't want to lose that seat especially with with the current pathway is going to be no offense with USC and UCLA out of the way, easier Obviously, Utah's good. I saw—I you know, just saw that team in person. Uh, San Diego State, if they get in, we know they're good. But for Oregon and Washington, I think that is a big part of this, the college football playoff component and the automatic bid that goes with it, which, by the way, will also bring money with it, too, not just for Oregon and Washington, but for the entire conference. That's one of the reasons to let it play out In my opinion, the timeline now, according to Stuart Mandela, The Athletic, is late spring, early summer, according to a person with knowledge of the discussions. Several Pac-12 presidents had recently said a deal was imminent. The source said those comments were, quote, overly optimistic. Years ago, the suit was telling us about his career path. Same words were used. No? F-O-U-L-E-D That spells foul (laughs) Okay. Okay. According to Mandel, there have been two sources that have indicated there have been recent discussions between the Pac-12 and the CW. National Over-the-Air Broadcast Network. Which, by the way, has one sports deal right now. Guess who the deal is with? Live Golf. Again, oh. we go... Yes, that is that is their TV contract in the States. It's with Live Golf. With the CW. The Big 12 is going to get on average $31.7 million per school with ESPN and Fox. Okay, The bulk of the league's games will end up on linear television. Okay. But the part nobody talks about with the Big 12, there are going to be some games that end up on ESPN+. Just wanted to point that out. ESPN would love to be a part of it, but they want to be a part of it to do Pac-12 after dark at 10.30. That's what they would like to do. Amazon would like to be a part of it, but they'd like to do a Friday night game of the week. So that's one game. So in the pack, in the pack ten at the moment, that would leave three other games when it's just a conference only weekend. And if you add potentially San Diego State and SMU, that's four games. Do they, those games end up on Apple? Do they end up in the CW? I don't know. And I know there have been some reports that Fox is interested. And everything I've been getting from different people, and again, I've you know, it's not like I haven't gone around to Chicago and talked to some people. I mean, you, you have access to a lot more people when you're in some of these settings, right? Um, and in the access I've had to some people in these settings, the the impression I got was Fox wasn't interested in bidding on it Uh, they say that George Kleofkoff, the commissioner, is not overly concerned about the four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State Colorado, Utah, defecting just yet Um, Brett Yormark has evidently met with some of those schools and has done it recently and everybody know. look, it's well-documented they want to do it. The question is whether they'll have it. Okay? ESPN remains interested in PAC-12 rights, but not at the price the conference is seeking. That's a problem, according to Stuart Mandel. They say it's unclear whether the network would land a similar inventory to what is now a more narrow package, primarily, as I just pointed out, 1030 Eastern Time. Even before USC and UCLA left, Mandel reports that Klyovkov had said the next deal would include a heavy streaming component, in part because the 11-year-old Pac-12 network has such limited distribution. You know, the odd thing is, I get it on my cable. Here. I don't know. Both Amazon and Apple have been widely reported as potential partners. Mandel then writes, the person with knowledge of the discussions said the streaming company's lack of experience negotiating a college sports rights deal has contributed to the slow pace of the negotiations. And remember, Apple with the NFL, the pace of the negotiations with Apple and the NFL was also really slow. All right? I mean, Stewart doesn't point that out here, but I'm adding that in. Klyovkov himself has remained mostly quiet, kept to his inner circle. They say the pres- presidents are are briefed over and over again. Utah's president, Taylor Randall, was on the Bill Riley show. And you know Bill, of course, was on our show because Bill's the play-by-play voice of Utah. And he said, quote, I think we've still got a ways to go. A person familiar with the discussions, according to Stuart Mandel of The Athletic, indicated there's a divide in the room between those, like the president at Washington, who's eager to get a deal done as soon as possible to quiet the noise, and others like Randall at Utah who are willing to be patient if it means getting a better deal. Their next meeting is April 10th, which, of course, is Monday. And they don't think there's going to be anything to vote on. But, again, i that's the element I throw out there. The automatic bid into the college football playoff for the champion is... The carrot that is dangling for Oregon and Washington and cannot be discounted. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WK. Patronage.